Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferenc Toth. In an era of chaos, confusion, and craziness, Ferenc is a voice for common sense. As a financial literacy educator, speaker, and entrepreneur, Ferenc cuts through the noise to help us understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Now, here's Ferenc Toth. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferenc. First of all, I've got to welcome new listeners. Our show has been expanding across the country And we have a number of new stations, including Houston, Philadelphia, Salt Lake City, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Kansas City, my hometown, Jacksonville, and Oklahoma City. Welcome. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is a a show where we discuss money, how it affects you, um, how to make it, keep it, pass it on to your heirs, current events. We discuss a lot of that, um, a lot of political issues, of course, that affect our money with an economic slant, if you will. So, again, welcome to the show and hope you find it very informative, help you make better financial decisions. We throw in some financial literacy from time to time to uh, further educate people. And our goal here, of course, is really to enhance your final financial future and help you make better decisions and enhance, like I said, enhance your financial situation. So, I also focus on a a concept called the Your Personal Bank concept. If you want more information on this, I'm not going to have time to go into a lot of it today. I will do some because there's so much current events topics that I really need to cover. But if you go to my website, yourpersonalbank.com, you can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows anytime you want. And I would recommend going to some of the topics like what is your personal bank. Again, it's about maximizing returns. eliminating market risk, growing your money tax-free. Yes, that's what I said, tax-free. Having access to more of your money, high liquidity, which allows you to take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves. And that's going to become, well, that's always beneficial. It's a great diversification strategy. Um, If you have a lot of money at risk, let's say, or a lot of your money at risk, I should say. Your personal bank is a tool that's helped wealthy, the wealthy individuals, banks, institutional investors have used this for decades and decades. It's not a new idea, not a new concept, but I bring it to, I brought it to the general public uh, because it's not commonly well or understood. Um, If you've listened to the show, you know I was former chairman of the board of a bank in formation. I've been in the financial industry for 23 years now, and I'm an entrepreneur of about 30 plus years. Uh, I have a lot of background. That's where my heart is at. But the information I I need to share today, like I said, is really important uh, and timely. So we're going to focus on that. Again, if you want more information on the personal bank concept, how to to thrive in this uh, economic chaos that we're dealing with right now, and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better, uh, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com. The, the topic, the focus on what I want to discuss today that I think is super important is we're currently living in an oligarchy pretending to be a democracy. Now, first of all, our country is not a democracy. It's a representative republic. Uh, Benjamin Franklin sta- uh, famously stated that at the Continental Congress when people uh, asked him, Dr. Uh, Franklin, what type of uh, government do we have? And his statement famously was, a representative republic if you can keep it. And what he meant by that, of course, is you need an educated uh, voting public. Obviously, there's been a dumbing down over the decades of a lot of voters, sadly, low information or no information voters that vote on uh, many times, just frankly, on silly things. And unfortunately, a lot of them have been voting um, to their own detriment, many oftentimes without even realizing it. But what I mean by this is what we've really been dealing with, unfortunately, this representative republic has devolved over the last several decades in particular into much more of an oligarchy. 
here's I'm going to share with you some things and you'll understand why. And this will be important for you to understand more about our country, about our society, how to make financial and economic decisions, how to weather this. So again, these are very, very important things to understand. Again, I'm going to get into this, but why do why is this so important? Is people need to understand what they're dealing with before you can you can't solve a problem if you don't know what the set of pro you know what's causing it, right? First step is understanding what's going on around you before you can navigate uh, through it, right? So, first of all, the thing, thing you need to understand is what is an oligarchy, of course, and that's it's a few or small group of people that are in power, in essence, control things. That's again, what? who are the oligarchy? Well, right now in our country, it's what you would call the ruling class or elite or the insiders. Many of them, of course, are in government, uh, the media, certainly the uh, legacy media, of course, big business, obviously, elite colleges and the like, Hollywood. Those are uh, some of the areas that are what you might call the ruling class, elite insiders, whatever you wanna call them. They're playing by a different set of rules. Uh, most people have understood that for a while, but it's becoming more and more clear, more and more obvious as time goes on. Now, this is also something that's interesting because so often I get people that are really, they, it's hard to get a footing and an understanding really what in the heck is really going on. There's been so many changes with our country in the last couple, three years, for example, in particular, the direction of the country, in particular, the leaders, leadership of where they seem to be wanting to take this, our country. They openly say, you know, we want to fundamentally change uh, the country, okay? So whenever you hear someone from the ruling class, elites, insiders, whatever you want to call it, uh, and they make a statement of threat to our democracy, okay, and you hear this statement, this comment, most often in the legacy media or politicians, particularly those that lean on the left side, but certainly uh, some rhinos fit into that category. Uh, a rhino, of course, if you don't know, is a Republican in name only, and um, really they're Democrats, okay? They're just, uh, they're wolves in sheep's clothing, and many times they run as Republicans, but then act far more like a liberal or a Democrat, or, or I would say uh, a Marxist. There are not many um, liberal Democrats left, or the ones that are, have been uh, shut out, if you will. You just don't hear from them at all. They're, they've been pushed aside by the far more radical Marxists. And I say that with all due respect, because Marxism is uh, by Karl Marx, of course. If you've read Karl Marx, you know that socialism and communism are two different breeds of Marxism. Okay, so when I say Marxist, I'm not saying that in a derogatory manner. I'm just stating as a matter of fact that Marxism wants control, big government, you know, less freedoms for the people. And again, why is that so important from a financial standpoint? I say this all the time. Economic is freedom is freedom. If you live in a country that limits freedoms, you're highly, highly, you're just not going to be able to grow wealth, for example, you're not be going to become uh, wealthy or or even do really well unless you are one of the insiders. You have to have you have to have political connections in a communist or country or dictatorship or anything like that, or in a Marxist socialist. Even take Western Europe. Even uh, you're not going to be you're not going to be well off unless you have those kind of connections. It's just a fact. Uh, that's why the I always say with Marxists, leftists, those kinds of people, I totally understand why those leaders pushing for those types of policies and, and such, because they feel like or they believe they're going to gain more power or more money, more power, whatever. It's going to benefit them, right? That's no surprise. The part that surprises me or is what's frustrating is the followers of that, the ones that think that they're going to benefit from it also the fact is you look throughout human history and any of those type of overbearing, overreaching uh, governments, it's not the case. The the 1%, maybe, maybe 1% benefit. Look look at uh, Russia, for example, or Cuba or China, or you pick a, any totalitarian type of country. And again, I've got personal experience in my family with this. My own dad escaped communism. I, I'm half Hungarian, and uh, I was born here, but he escaped, literally risked his life uh, to escape communism, to come to a better 
a better opportunity, the land of opportunity, as, as the United States has been known for, for a couple hundred years, frankly, or more. So we are still a place that people want to come to because as frustrating or as bad as things have been lately, of course, it's still better than the other parts of the most of the rest of the world, frankly. But here's the thing you need to understand. Again, when you hear someone from the elite ruling class, the media, the pol politicians, whatever, they say threat to our democracy, what they really mean is threat to our oligarchy. It's a threat to their power. It's a threat to their control, their money, okay? They want to remain that, they want to retain that control, okay? And again, I said this earlier, the, the elite class, the ruling class, include members of both parties. Again, it's most Democrats, if not all Democrats, because if, if you notice, when they vote, they almost always vote to a person. It's very, very rare that a Democrat, particularly on the national stage, will vote against the rest of the Democrats. It's almost lockstep, almost, okay? And then you have a good chunk of the Republican Party, who are rhinos, right? Republicans in name only, who will vote along with them, particularly when it comes to things like spending and things like that, which are the source of their power. Folks, political power, if you control the money, you have power. And that's the, that is the reason, that is the reason why we have the debt that we have. To expect the politician who gains control or gains power by controlling the money to freely, voluntarily give up that control, that's a really big ask. That's a really tall order. And most people will not rise to the occasion. Most people will want to instinctively maintain that control. So they're gonna just spend more money. They're gonna vote for more spending. The only way to stop that is we have to get new blood, new people that are will actually represent us, the, be representatives, be a true representative republic, get enough of those people in there to put in things like term limits so that you don't have these institutional, lifelong career politicians that in essence get bought out by big business or whatever, and they're bought and paid for. I say that with all sincerity. If you want to understand why something is the way it is, I always say this, follow the money. That will really help you understand it. Again, the oligarchy's goal is to maintain power. And I'm going to share some other things here shortly that I think is going to be fine. fine. You're going to find very interesting to think, help understand, again, the division in this country. I shared this on a show a few few weeks ago where I said the uh, our country is divided, but not in the way you think. And I'm gonna expand upon that idea here today in really understanding what is the core, what is the core at this division in our country in terms of why people think the way they do and why they're for one something or against something and you're gonna have a better understanding of why this is going on. And the more we educate ourselves to understand what's really going on, again, the better, the more we wake up, open up our eyes and get educated, the better decisions we can make and the more likelihood we can, as Franklin, uh, as Benjamin Franklin stated, we can keep this representative republic that our founders so graciously gave us, it gave us all the freedoms that we do enjoy still to this day for the most part. So I'm gonna really encourage you to stay tuned. Don't miss this next segment. And by the way, again, if you wanna contact me on learning how to navigate this economic chaos, reduce taxes, reduce market risk, increase your rate of return, get positive arbitrage, earn interest on money that you spend so your money goes farther, help offset inflation, have an increasing uh, return on your money, as interest rates go, uh, continue to stay high, if you want to learn how to do those things, contact me at your personal bank. Stay tuned to the next segment. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned for more Common Sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferenc Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferenc at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422.
Now back to the show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference, and like I said in the first segment, welcome to all the new listeners and all the new cities and stations that we have with us. Uh, it's great to have you on board. As I was saying in the first segment, we were discussing the differences or the the division that we have in this country. And again, it's not that we are a divided country, but not in the way most people think. We we live in an oligarchy right now, not a representative republic or a democracy. If you hear somebody from legacy media or a politician say, state uh, threat to our democracy, their definition, they really mean threat to our oligarchy, which is really a threat to our power. There's a elite class or ruling class, insiders, that kind of thing, mostly government, media, big business, colleges, elite colleges in particular, uh, Hollywood, you name it who are like the insider class. They're the ones that think they, they, they think they know better than the rest. They have a level of insider knowledge or, or contacts or power or access to money, whatever, whatever it is. And um, they're benefiting from the division that's in our country. See, here's the thing that, that we need, people need to understand. The average American has far more in common with each other than the ruling class has with you know the average into average american has with the ruling class the leadership or any of those what are those people you want to talk about okay what the what the ruling class wants their goal is simple again maintain control power make more money but what they to maintain that control they need division they need to sow division so what they want to do is they want to keep the people divided they want right versus left or or black versus white or you, you know you take any uh, different economic strata so like rich versus poor whatever you want to choose they want to take different they want to take differences in people and highlight those and then get us to argue with each other while we're focused on each other and arguing with each other then that leaves them free to do whatever the heck they want and keep making more money, maintaining more power, control, whatever it is, and it keeps us distracted on what they're really doing. It's the the if you haven't heard the song Rich Men North of Richmond recently, I mean you've probably been living under a rock, but that song really expresses the whole thing. It's the working class the working man, the working class person against the rich or the ones that want to maintain control the elite ruling class you know of course it's a richmond north of richmond is obviously dc washington dc a lot of those people happen to be in our government particularly in the federal level but other levels too again it's a top versus bottom an oligarchy versus citizen not rich versus poor uh, right versus left republican versus democrat white versus black it's not any of those things it's top versus the average citizen. The oligarchy versus the citizen. And they've been taking advantage of us for decades now. The good news is people are starting to wake up to this. And that, that's the encouraging part of this. And overall, today's message is going to be very encouraging because there's a lot of reasons. Yes, there's a lot of problems, but there's also a lot of reasons now to be encouraged that Again, the average American, the average person is starting to figure out, hey, things are really messed up. Inflation is out of control. I mean, I, the average American I stated, in the, I think last week's show, is spending something about $700 more per month just on basic living expenses than they were two years ago. Now, folks, that affects every average American, regardless of what you look like, what you do for a living um, you know, your political beliefs or anything for that matter. That affects all of us. The only ones it doesn't affect are those that, again, are insiders or benefiting from that. They, they're they wealthy, you know, they have millions, okay? So it doesn't impact them so much. What what do they care if, you know, gas is $5 a gallon or 10 or even 15 What's I heard some Hollywood people talking about, um, you know, years about a year ago when gas prices were getting high, Someone's saying, hey, we're willing to pay 15 bucks a gallon. Yeah, when you're worth millions and you make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, sure, you can afford that. As I state all the time, if you want higher energy prices, yeah, this is another division, the green the green energy agenda, okay? Another division uh, of people, okay? There's cli- the, the climate 
the climate agenda, all these kinds of things are just different ways for the oligarchy to get people to argue with each other, disagree with each other, and, fo- and turn the focus to each other versus them. If energy prices go up, I've shared this many, many times, if you are in favor, if you support higher fossil fuel prices for energy to support green, green energy initiatives, then you are anti-poor person. Plain, plain and simple. Full period. Stop. That's a basic economics 101 issue. Because when energy prices go up, who does that affect the most? The people that can least afford it. The poor folks. And not just in the United States, but worldwide. In fact, one of the number one key differences between any third world country versus a third, first world country, economically, economically wise, is energy. Abundant, inexpensive, consistent availability of energy creates, is the foundation for a solid economy. There are people in places like Syria, for example, where the energy grid is so bad that it goes out every day. And some of those places get really hot in the summer. They're in the desert. Okay? And so, for the most part, people have generators to they turn on when the power grid goes down because it goes down almost daily. Now, that's very bad for the environment. It's totally inefficient. But the reality is those people are not going to suffer, you know, in a 100-degree heat and if they've got, say, somebody like a grandparent, let's say, or uh, somebody in their family who is health compromised, you know, they're not going to allow that person to suffer, maybe even die because they can't handle the heat exposure. So they're going to buy a generator and run fuel and all those kinds of things, which, again, are far less efficient to protect their, their loved ones. That's human nature. You're not going to change that. I don't care who you are. High energy prices is anti-poor person. But that's something we've been, you know, this whole green energy, climate stuff, something's been foisted on the American, the Western world, really, so that the oligarchy, the elites, can just basically laugh their all the way to the bank while we sit and argue with each other over something that's stupid. And I'll give you an idea. I mean, you know, proof is in the pudding. You know, I saw a thing not too long ago where... It was a picture of the rubes of a number of a key green energy um, advocates. And, you know, Obama's house and John Kerry's house and various people like that. And there wasn't, and Biden's house, there wasn't a single solar panel to be found on their property. Not one. You know, the, the question was, where's all the solar panels? I mean, how many times have they pushed green energy? Look, if they really believed in it, they certainly can afford it. All of those people are multi-multi-millionaires. Where are the solar panels if they're so great? You know, I think it's a very simple question. And again, it takes some just some common sense to, to see through the charade. It's kind of like uh, the old the movie, Wizard of Oz. Pull back the veil on the wizard's curtain and you find out the truth. That's what people need to do. They need to be willing to be open enough and listen and realize that, hey, everything isn't the way it looks like. And there's somebody behind that curtain manipulating the, the levers and putting out, a, you know, putting out a, a fantasy or putting out something up for us to distract us and to cause division between us so that they don't see what the, we don't see what they're doing. The bottom line is we got to pull back the curtain and, realize, and that's the way to stop them. And then not stand for it. And like I said, there's a lot of that going on that's encouraging. This whole thing with Trump. The ruling class is worried that they'll no longer be in charge if Trump wins. I mean, look, you can like Trump, hate Trump. I don't care. I'm not, I've on the show been openly honest. I voted for him both times, but I was not a big fan, particularly the first go-round. I, I even stated when it was Trump versus Hillary, I was like, I would openly was saying... I can't believe in this country of over 300 million people, we've got two two of the least liked people in the country running for president. Can't We can't do better than that? I mean, come on. I, I didn't like either option, frankly. But I went to the policies, which I felt like, you know, it was unknown 
what Trump was going to do. He's saying he was going to do some things. And, of course, Hillary had never been, we weren't sure what certainly what she was going to do either, but had a far better idea. And I definitely did not agree with many of her policies, which involved more government control, you know, bigger government. And I'm, I'm dead set against that. If you're, That's another thing. If you're a fiscally responsible person, you have to be against the big government. Full stop, period. Why do I say that? It's quite simple. If you're not, and I know you're a fiscally responsible person if you are if you were in charge of a household. Because if you weren't, you wouldn't have a household. In other words, if you just spent money like our government does, you wouldn't have a house to live in. Because you would have so much debt, you couldn't afford to pay for rent or a mortgage. Okay, you wouldn't have a car, most likely. My point is, you'd be spending far more than you made... And eventually, the creditors would cut you off, and you would have nothing. You would have you would be in a bad situation. You have to file a bankruptcy and start over. Okay, that if your finances looked as poorly as our federal government, the one pot con- concept that I've shared on the show for for years now, for years, is the government, particularly our federal government, but all of them, not they do not have any money. The government has no money. The only money the government ha- gets is from taxpayers that pay into the pay into them and what they print the more they take to use for whatever purposes the less pe- money people have to then put into the economy grow businesses or whatever and that's detrimental it's a like a wet blanket on the economy it slows things down government is not the engine government is the caboose small business Free enterprise is the economic driver. It's the engine. It's the engine that drives. And in fact, I just talked about a show a week or two ago um, about gross uh, GDP versus GO, gross output. We always hear about GDP, gross domestic product, and that's basically all the products that are produced by a country, and it and it accounts for about two thirds of that is typically consumer spending. And so many people think that GDP is a good measure of of economic output. It's not. The government can spend a borrow a bunch of money, spend it and 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 shoot up or enhance juice GDP. But is that healthy growth? It was all borrowed money? No, of course not. Of course not. GO gross output is a far better measurement. It was one of the previous shows. I encourage you to go to yourpersonalbank.com and check it out if you want more information about it. But it's it's the um, it's the gross output of all products, of both businesses and cons- the end product, and every the steps along the way. So it includes all the business spending, which is more than double GDP. It's a far better economic indicator. And by the way, it's been negative the last six months, so it's le- it's pointing towards a recession. Look, if you want to learn how to manage the uh, economic chaos and changes that we're dealing with and high inter- interest rates, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com and stay tuned in the next segment. I got some really encouraging news, so don't miss it. Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferens Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferrance at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferrance Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferrance, and uh, I just got to welcome all our new listeners. We got a bunch of new stations, uh, Houston, Philadelphia, Salt Lake, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, my hometown of Kansas City, uh, Jacksonville, Oklahoma City. Welcome. And... uh, one of the things I get all asked all the time, and oh, comments or compliments, I guess I should say, from listeners, is they say, "I, I know it's a uh, financial show. I know you do business. You do, you assist people with retirement planning, and and you focus on the your personal make concept, which again allows you to grow your money safely without market risk, allows you to diversify." reduce your taxes you can grow you can create a tax-free bucket of money okay and then if you set up a bank line of credit which we do you can actually earn more in interest and you get charged when you access the funds 
and earn cash flow, positive cash flow, on your money. It's a tool that's used by the wealthy banks for decades, institutional investors, not very commonly known in the average, you know, average American, let's say. And so I share this, but I get the comments or compliments a lot where I like the fact you don't actually, I mean, I'm glad what you do. I think what you do is very valuable, assisting people financially. And if you want to contact me at yourpersonalbank.com, I'll, I'll be happy to discuss with you. And yes, uh, you'll reach me. I'll be happy to discuss with you your situation or answer your, any of your questions, help you in planning, make sure you don't run out of money run out of money in retirement, for example, all those things. Those are all the kind of stuff I do. But the comments I get is, I'm kind of glad you don't talk about business so much and your products so much. You discuss bigger issues, things, economic issues, you know, current events, things that really affect us and affect our money. And, and you know, it's your show. I'm here to educate people. And, and again, no one's sharing, telling me what to do or what to say. I'm, I'm blessed that way. I have the freedom, full freedom to do that and uh and uh so it's just, just coming from my heart sharing what i see i'm a i'm a i'm a scholar i guess i really i'm a curious i'm all, i'm constantly reading i'm a ferocious reader people ask me how where do you get this information from a combination of just reading content all the time and articles and various things from many different sources both left right and in between um, and uh, and then dealing with clients, actual real people, literally across the country. I've got clients every state of the country. Um, so I'm it's not unusual for me to be talking to people from you know three or four different states each day, and all, every kind of background you can think of, young, old, entrepreneurs, professionals, and everything in between. So I have I feel like a fairly unique perspective on on what's going on in this country with with just everyday average Americans what they're feeling what's going on what their financial situation is you know their goals or dreams or hopes and you know I, I discuss that with folks on a daily basis so it does give me quite an interesting and somewhat unique perspective I think again most financial folks nothing against them but they you know they typically will work with clients that live in their area and and they'll certainly get a good feel of what something's like in a certain city or region but the fact that with the radio show and how it's expanded across the country and it's it's on you know all types of social media and different uh, outlets it's 30 different places you can go to listen to this show in addition to the radio station stations i should say um it just brings people in from all over the country. And I, I really enjoy that. And I, I have a heart for educating um, and just really working with people and meeting them where they're at. I love to uh, you know get to know them, actually really listen. Um, I had a very interesting conversation with a business owner today, for example, who's going through some struggling. He's going through some struggles. And, you know, a statement I made to him was, you know, one of the first things you said to me is you shared with me how frustrated you were. You're, you're miserable. He goes, hey, that's pretty accurate. And so, you know, we discussed some like the bigger picture issues over and above just the money because, you know, he has a decision to make going forward. Should he continue pursuing in his business endeavor? Should he, um, you know, piece it out? Should he close it down? I mean, he's got several options he can go with. You know, and he's run the numbers, obviously, as any good business person should do. But I said, I said to him, and this gives you an idea of kind of some of the discussions I have with people is, you know, before you go down that, I mean, you should go down that route in terms of running the numbers, see what makes sense. But, but, but more importantly than that, you and your wife had need to make it have a discussion, a real true heart to heart discussion and determine what is it you want with your life. And if you're miserable, I'm sorry. The numbers may look good, but if you're miserable, you'll never be really successful. You might get by, you might manage to get by, but if you're stressed out, you're frustrated, and you're miserable, and it's just not a good fit for you, you will never truly succeed. You will not succeed in any large way, for certain. You have to follow your passion, something that you enjoy doing. I love doing this. I love sharing um, big picture ideas, economic ideas with people and educating and helping them better understand their money and get to where they want to go. Uh, that's just something I love to do. So 
I know I got a little off track there a bit, but you know, I think it's important for people to know a little bit about where I'm, I come from too. I started to mention uh, in the last segment, I've been discussing how the division in this country is, it, we are divided, but not how most people think. Again, it's not right, left, Republican, Democrat, white, black, rich, poor, whatever. It's not that. It's top versus bottom. It's oligarchy versus citizen. It's the elite's versus everybody else. They want we are in an oligarchy. We, there's a small group of people who are the insiders that are really controlling things, making most of the decisions, and unfortunately, a lot of them have really big egos and they think they know better, and the reality is they don't. A perfect example I'll give you is the Federal Reserve right now. I find it offensive that a handful of people are making decisions that affect our economy to such a degree, I mean, look at the stock market every time the Federal Reserve meets. Everybody's waiting waiting on bated breath for every utter every word out of Jerome Powell's mouth, and the market will jump up or down based on just statements he makes on a Fed day, for example. To get one, to give that uh, person that kind of power is beyond ridiculous. Two, those people don't have they may have a lot of degrees, but they don't have it. No one has the level of wisdom, I'm sorry, to manage an economy as complicated and as large as the United States. And to have that kind of impact, the free market should be allowed to manage that. It would be far more, we would have, it would be far smoother, frankly. We would have far less of these boom and bust cycles because no one can argue, even the Federal Reserve themselves agree, that they were late to the party. They always are, just about always are. They kept rates, they dropped rates too low, held them there for too long, and before they started bringing them up, and then they brought them up too fast. You know, they just keep messing up because they're reacting. They're not, they're reacting to things that they can't really control or even understand. The economy is about human nature and, and other factors that are just beyond the power or understanding of a handful of people. It's, it's, it's offensive, it's ridiculous, it's stupid that we're in this position, but that is a definition of oligarchy. We see the same thing with our government. A great example I shared uh, for so long was, and I still haven't gotten a good answer to this one, but you know when Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline on his first day of office, and by the way, he shut down 10 other pipelines, I think it was 9 or 10 other pipelines on the same day, but that's the one that got all the media attention. And my question was really simple. It was like that first day. It was like, what right does an American president have to shut down a private, a private uh, enterprise? I still, I, I, I don't see anywhere in the Constitution what that that can be the case. I still do not believe any president, much less Biden, has the power to do that. Now, of course, he did it. Nobody's fought him. I can't believe nobody's fought him. There were billions of dollars expended on that project, and I can't believe somebody somewhere didn't want to fight that, but it still blows my mind. But it gives you an idea of the power of the oligarchy and how much they want to keep it. Uh, you know, p- absolute power corrupts absolutely, and it's an aphrodisiac. It's a, it's, it's, I'm sure it's very hard to deal with. You know what? Most people struggle most people, believe it or not, struggle far more with success than they do failure. Success, you know, getting success and keeping it is far harder than dealing and learning from failures and getting better. It, it truly is. Ask any psychiatrist, they'll tell you that. But, and again, this whole thing about Trump, it's not about Trump. It's really about the ruling class. The insiders are afraid there's, that they will no longer be in charge if he wins because he's not someone they can control. Again, you like him, hate him, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care. He's not predictable. He's not controllable. That's one of his, one of the factors that the people that like him love him about it, and the people that don't like him hate him for that. He's very divisive in that regard because he's not predictable. He's uncontrollable, and that's why they hate him so much. Most of these politicians... I think Vivek Ramaswamy in the, made a great example, he, and I, he shared this in the recent uh, Republican primary debate. He talked about how pretty much everybody in the audience were part of the um, donor class, which you could consider part of the oligarchy. And in essence, the rest, the rest of the, 
the the uh, candidates, in essence, were bought and paid for. They're they're nothing more than really puppets. And like he said, he's he has. It's a fact. He's lost billion dollar don't he's lost billion dollar donations to his campaign because he refuses to go along. Now I'm not saying he's perfect and he's every. I agree with everything he says, but I like a lot of what he says. I'll be honest with you. So if you haven't listened to Vivek, you might want to check him out. He's very interesting. He's different. It's not he's not your typical politician who's controlled by the um, the political donor class like so many of them are. And it that's a that's part of the uh, the point I'm making about the oligarchy. They put this person up there in essence they to do what they want them to do because they can control them so they'll support them. Or they feel like they can control them. Well, folks, what we need to do is wake up and realize we don't want to vote for that kind of person, someone that the donor class can control. If we want our freedoms back, we want someone who's going to actually break that cycle, right? The insiders want to win. while we They want to win while we lose. They want more money and we, while we get less. And, you know, here's the thing that people need to understand. They can remove Trump. They can remove anyone that they threatens them. They're trying to abort the will of the people. Okay, the, pe- the people that want to vote for Trump should be allowed to do so. And the political legal attacks are beyond the pale. And I'm going to discuss that more where here's, I'm going to share that and some other reasons for encouragement. Uh, I promise I'll get to that this last segment. And like I said, if you want to navigate this economic chaos, I believe it's going to get worse before it gets better. I've shared that in many of my previous shows. If you missed it, go to yourpersonalbank.com. You can listen to that, this or any of the previously recorded shows. And I'll help you navigate this so that you can thrive, not just survive. Stay tuned in the next segment for some encouragement. You're, gonna, you're not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferenc Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferenc at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferenc Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferenc. And if you've been listening to the show, as you know, we've been discussing the division in America. Again, we are divided, but not in the way most people think. It's really the oligarchy versus the average American. It's the top versus the bottom. It's the elite class against everybody else, the ones, the insiders, the ones that think they know better, that have power, money, whatever it is, that want to control. And like they want control over the rest of us. And if we can realize enough of us wake up to that fact, stop fighting with each other and realize we're the, the average American is not the problem. Right, left, Democrat, Republican, white, black, rich, poor, whatever. It's those that are in charge or want to stay in charge or want to dominate the rest of society and keep their power. Those are the people that are the problem. And those are the ones we need to vote out and get rid of. Politicians, almost all the Democrats fit under that. Pretty much all the rhinos fit under that category in terms of the political class. Just about all the bureaucrats, particularly at the federal level, certainly fit under that class particularly in leadership positions i mean look at the uh look at the fbi right great example um hollywood elite colleges big business media the the mainstream media certainly uh, to listen to them is to listen to propaganda folks and uh if you listen often long enough without a discerning ear and all and if you just listen to, say, left-wing media all the time, or I should say legacy media all the time, which is left-wing, it's nothing ma- mainstream about it, okay? There's a, not anymore. Used to be years ago. It's a whole different animal. Joseph Goebbels, Adolf Hitler's propaganda secretary, said it best when he said, you hear a lie often enough, eventually becomes truth. And so if you keep listening to that and you don't, and you don't, filter anything else in and you just focus in on that eventually human beings for the most part will just start to believe the lies and that's called propaganda and sadly we have a good chunk of america unfortunately that have bought into hook line and sinker the lies 
Not all of them are going to listen, but some will. And this is where the encouragement is coming in. Some of them are waking up and realizing you may dislike or even hate Trump. That's fine. But you like the Constitution more. In other words, you don't want to live in a third world banana republic, a place where the government uses their power to remove political adversaries. You understand throughout most of the world that's what happens on a regular basis. One of the unique things about our country, one of the beautiful things about this country has been the transfer of power non you know without bloodshed or without you know without using government power or legal power to remove people well that's changing we're seeing that you know with these indictments whether they're they're accurate or they're not whether you know let's face it the reality is if you're paying attention at all at all biden has far more damning evidence, proof even, with bank records uh, even, stuff like that, of illegal activity, fraud, tax tax evasion, uh, racketeering, influence, uh, this kind of stuff that you you see uh, organized crime get uh, get convicted of. Literally. Far more of that than Trump, yet he's attacking his political adversary. Folks, whether you like Biden, or don't like Trump or don't it doesn't matter Do you want to live in a third world banana republic do you want a country that the rule of law stands the Constitution actually means something or do you want just chaos and that's really what it boils down to and and I'm gonna say 75 to 80 percent of Americans do not want chaos they don't want to live in a third world banana republic we've been blessed for over 200 years of not living in that. Understand, that's the norm. The human, human experience, that type of stuff is the norm. This is the exception. What we've been experiencing and living up till recently has been the exception. Finally, people are starting to wake up, and I think this, uh, this mugshot has gotten a lot of people's attention. In fact, here's some of the causes for encouragement. This past week or so, the American, the, the wake-up call for American, a, a new American rebirth of freedom, a revolution, if you will. And revolutions aren't always bloody. You know, there was the Reagan Revolution, for example. It was a political revolution. But I believe we're seeing a, like a 1776 political awakening, a, 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 an awakening, awakening by the majority of the people that want their freedom back. You know, back then, the king was... A monarch, which is a king, is nothing more than a dictator dressed up in fancy robes. And the, our founders got tired of, you know, taxation without representation and all those kinds of things. And do you realize that, like, uh, the tax, the T, the stamp act, and the T taxes and those things it was like it was like a half a penny tax on tea, I believe, something like that. But they, 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 it wasn't the amount that was the key; it was the principle. It was the fact that they were getting taxed without any representation. Well, does that sound similar to our current, our government representing you and pursuing the things that are important to you as a citizen and protecting you as a citizen by keeping the border open, for example? No, they're not doing even their most basic job. But like I said, there's some other encouraging things that are that are happening. Um, you know, we got things like. GOP states fire warning shot to dozens of law firms with diversity equity initiatives. A number of uh, GOP AGs, attorney general, sent letters to over 100 high-profile law firms stating that if they pursue the diversity equity inclusion initiatives, they're going to go after them because, you know, the Supreme Court ruled against that recently with the colleges. So that is an encouraging sign. They're putting them on notice. You better you better stop uh better stop continuing to, um, well, it's racist, racism. Treat somebody differently by the color of the skin. That is racism, plain and simple, full stop, period. No apologies. Here's another one. A former DEI trainer, he's say, stating himself, and he said he used to be do these trainings. These are useless trainings that are detrimental to minorities, which he happens to be one himself, just so you know. Not that I care, but... This trainer says, look, it's a far-left ploy to ensure fairness in the workplace, and he's arguing the initiative is a matter of optics and remains detrimental to minorities. He is right. 
you take, let's say you take a, a, a person who's working their way up the corporate ladder and they happen to be a minority, let's say, and let's say they happen to get a raise or a bonus or a promotion. And let, let's just say they deserved it. They worked hard. They deserved it. Aren't there going to be people that are going to question how they got that promotion, that raise, that bonus, because of all this DEI crap that's out there? Because they're never, they're never going to be able to say, well, he got it because of that or she got it because of that. No, if you're going to get a bonus, a raise, a promotion, you want to get it through merit. You want to earn it. I don't care what you look like. That's just stupid. I'm sorry. And again, that's just something. You can't change how you look. That's All this other crazy stuff that's going on, again, it's another one of those things that's a division thing. The oligarchy, the ones that the leaders in charge, want us to get upset about and fight each other for while they go off and make more money and gain more power. Okay? There's been, Here's another one. Lots of uh, there's been a lot of attacks on Ju- Supreme Court Justice Thomas because he happens to be very conservative and uh, a minority, and the Democrats, the the oligarchy, the folks in charge just can't handle that. It's like the term I've heard is he's gone off the plantation. Well, here's some good news: over a hundred of his former clerks have now signed a letter defending his integrity and independence. That is great, because these are people that are circuit court judges, law professors, general counsels, attorneys general, that were former law clerks for him, and they're standing up and defending his integrity. And you know what? Good for them. They're, they're fighting back, pushing back. That's what I'm saying. They're pushing back to the, to the agenda. And then the last one that I want to share today is the Florida Surgeon General slams the return of mask mandates across the country, and he urges people to refuse to participate. They're trying to bring back mask mandates, and they're they're saying civil disobedience. Do not listen. Do not participate. Do not follow. Because, again, it's just one more. It's not about masks. It's not about viruses. It's about control. It's about the oligarchy gaining control over the average person. And that's the lesson we need to learn. If you want to learn how to navigate this chaos of our society, the changes that are occurring, the economic challenges, you want to thrive versus just survive, contact me at Your Personal Bank, and as always, stay tuned to the Your Personal Bank show next week. As long as it's still on our money, in God we trust. Listen Tuesdays at noon and Saturdays at 1 to the Your Personal Bank show for more information. Contact Ferentz at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guests of this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Some products discussed may have limitations and not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Dividend rates and bank line of credit rates may change. For current rates, contact Ferentz at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com.